try fighting the law all you want, but the law is always going to win. From politicians and celebrities to sports figures and business leaders, they're fighting the law. Now here to sort out the nation's top legal news stories is America's favorite legal analyst, Royal Oaks. This is the Royal Oaks Show. Thank you, Mike Horn, and welcome to the Royal Oak Show, the fastest moving hour in radio. Now, for those of you new to the show, every Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, we tackle the big stories in the world of law and politics, and we delve into the bizarre side of the law and the news and politics as well. So if you miss us live, you can catch the podcast anytime at crntalk.com or royaloaks.com. Our topics today, number one... We're going to talk about the Hillary Clinton book. Yes, Hillary's book is out. It's coming out Tuesday. Ken Jeffries, our co-host, mm. uh, i got to ask you, are you going to be reading Hillary's book? No. No? Well, I've, I've, I've already ordered it on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear her say the words. She's actually narrating you, it. You actually you, oh, yeah, you I, did I order it? To, I listen to books on Audible, and when you order it early, what they say is, it's not available now, but you know, give us your money, and we'll give it to you. On t- I think they Do you get charge. to hear her cry on it or something, or what? <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 no, I I've heard enough experts. Uh, excer- experts, yeah, experts, excerpts that I, no, I, I don't think so. Maybe my wife may get it. I have no idea. But, you know, we know what happened. What's the name of the book? What Happened or something? Yeah, or? What Happened. What a clever title. Well, we know what happened. Yeah. Okay. Exactly right. So so we're going to get into the Hillary book. We're also going to get into the Manson parole story. And, of course, yeah, Leslie Van Houten. After how many years has it been? It's it's 40 Eight years. Well, nineteen murders were in '69. Yeah, so it's, so uh, it's a right you know. around 48 years, and yeah. so she's the very first one of all the ones. We're also going to talk about the DACA case, the Dreamers. A lot of people think maybe Trump is going soft because he keeps saying, oh, "I love the Dreamers." You know, they got nothing to worry about. It's it's all going to work out. So uh, we're we're, we're going to get into all a lot of, of interesting stories. political machinations with that too, regarding going to Democrats for getting their support for DACA and uh, uh, behind the scenes and all this other stuff, and with the budget with regarding not shutting down the federal government and all that kind of stuff. Exactly Hurricane right. aid, yeah. And uh, Engineer Jose, we're going to get into some bizarre stories as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, the worst Tinder date ever, okay? It's on record now. It, it, absolutely. Ken Jeffries, you're going to agree. This is the worst. T- I know you've been on plenty of Tinder date. Uh, well, I... <laughs> uh, or grinder. Maybe you focus Gri- more on no, 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 no. I don't do grind. No, 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 no. It's just what I, I have heard. I check with my wife first on uh, any of this I- stuff, yeah. In addition, we're going to be talking about how they're going to go topless in Berkeley. Uh, Berkeley is uh, very serious about saying, you know what, it's discriminatory. Why should guys be able to walk around without shirts and not women? So There was a free the nipple uh, thing, wasn't there, or something like that? Yes, it's, going to, be, it's it going to be all topless all the time up in Berkeley. <laughs> we're also going to talk about a story involving a couple of dogs who were barking so much, people, uh, they went to court, and they said, Judge, these dogs have been barking and barking incessantly. You're not going to believe what the judge did in response to this uh, this argument by the neighbors. Uh, it's a stunning decision. So we're going to get into all of that on the Royal Oak Show. And you know, folks, you can be part of this if you'd like to call. We'll get you on the air. It's 818-818-6401. That's 818-818-6401. Or if you would like to tweet... Engineer Jose will get your tweet and we'll get it on the air. It's at CRN Digital Talk. That's at CRN Digital Talk here on the Royal Oak Show. So stick with us. When we come back, we're going to get into the Hillary Clinton book, and I think I'm going to be able to convince Ken Jeffries that he really ought to listen to Hillary's book. So stick with us on the Royal Oak Show. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. Hey, Lorraine, do you realize that your mother, my mother-in-law, Chef Maria, has been serving Las Vegas since 1949? Yes, I do, Dennis. That's when she first met Howard Hughes, who fell in love with her cooking. And in 1955, she opened her first restaurant on Fremont Street. Yes, dear. And another great customer was Liberace. Wow. Then in 1962, while Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack were causing global excitement on the Las Vegas Strip, your family opened their second restaurant. And in 1960, 
1972, Elvis Presley began electrifying Las Vegas audiences and eating in our restaurants. You know, Lorraine, this is quite a town. There's only one Las Vegas. And there's only one bootlegger Italian bistro. Folks, when you're in Las Vegas, come visit us. We'll make you feel like you're part of our family. The bootlegger Italian bistro, conveniently located at 7700 Las Vegas Boulevard, South Strip. Visit our website at www.bootleggerlasvegas.com. Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show with our co-host Ken Jeffries. And uh, Ken, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but as an old rock and roll disc jockey, you put a lot of years in spinning many, the wax. Many, many yeah. wax stacks of wax, mounds of sounds. Exactly. Yeah. And so you really ought to be identi- able to identify. Uh, put it up a little bit, Jose. What is it give, again? Give, uh, give Ken a chance. What is it? Well, give that's, piece of that's chance, the huh? question. What is it? Okay. I forget, too, what it is. That's okay, I'm going to give you a hint. Uh, did you like Breaking Bad? Uh, I, I, Brian never saw, I never show? saw the show. I've okay. heard about it. I know well, what it is. If you never saw so the show, then you never saw the finale to the show. Am I, am I working with logic yeah, here? Yeah, so yeah, you didn't yeah. see the finale. In the last scene of the last show of this groundbreaking, iconic TV show, this song, Baby Blue by Badfinger. Badfinger. Uh, it was just, and if you, it's so evocative. If you were a fan Ooh. of the show, it all came together. Mm, crystal blue, methamphetamine, methamphetamine right. baby blue. It was baby. marvelous. They did day after day as well. I think they were one yeah, of the big hit, right? Exactly. They, did, they did something else too. I can't remember. And they sounded a lot like the Beatles. People compared them to the Beatles. It, it had a really rich, great sound. So anyway, yeah, um, that, well, you can't get them all. We're going to have get them all. We're no, going to have more no, bumper music no, no, for you no, to no, make no. a comeback on. So, ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Clinton uh, is writing a book that you know some of the Democrats aren't aren't excited and happy about it because they think it's just going to sort of be a a distraction instead of beating up on Trump for some reason. No, we have to relive the, the election from last year. Uh, so the book she's coming out with is called What Happened. It's coming out Tuesday, and uh, she really goes after James Comey. She said basically he's the guy that took the election away from her. Uh, he accused her of acting recklessly and using the private email account when he had this weird press conference back in July. Uh, and it, it was strange. I mean, you're a newsman, Didn't you think that was kind of odd for the FBI director to come up, give a press conference about an investigation and talk about all yeah. this stuff when the punchline was he wasn't recommending prosecution? And even either way, no however, prosecutor in his right mind would say, would prosecute. I think that's kind of what he said. Yeah. Time. So she she said actually in the book she says her first instinct was that her campaign should hit back and explain that Comey had really over overstepped his bounds and but she talked to her advisors and they said oh no just let it go and she says looking back that was a big mistake she you know she tries to blame a lot of other people of course she actually blames uh, president obama in part uh, for for the problems she thinks she should have been supported uh, more by obama um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see well, whether people really want to relive this when it was kind of traumatic for everybody last year. I don't, uh, I'm kind of sick of it already. I really am. Uh, and I, I think the one person she ought to look at is the one in the mirror. And uh, it's, uh, I think she would have made an, a, a good president, quite frankly. Um, but she made mistakes. She didn't go to Michigan. She didn't go to Wisconsin. Right. She, I mean, she didn't do it. And, yep. you know, she thought she had it wrapped up. Uh, I and, and she blames she blames a lot of it in the book from what I understand through the excerpts on Bernie Sanders, for instance. <laughs> yes. And, you know, you got to you got to finally say it's my fault or why even come out with a book? I mean, this is what I don't under, maybe for the money, maybe for the advance, uh, whatever. And I'm sure there are people out there who will, will read it and, and still love Hillary and everything. But a lot of this was her fault. And uh, and she didn't. Maybe she didn't take responsibility. Yeah, it doesn't no, want to. I think the, you're speaking for most people. It's but, a, it doesn't care. You know, it got, go, go away. You know, it's a, but she, I, she I don't want. I don't want her. To, I shouldn't say that. I, I. I don't want. I don't want her to go away. She's part of the overall political discussion, I guess. But it's. It's. Uh, Bill Maher said it the other night. Move on. Move on. 
Well, and, she, uh, she ain't moving on because she not only has come out with a book, she's going to be on the book tour. She's going to be on every show. In the book, she recounts getting the news a couple of weeks before the election day that Comey had then told Congress, all right, the FBI is going to reopen the email investigation after discovering emails from her on a laptop belonging to Anthony Weiner. Right, I remember that. And, yeah. and so, and so her, her aide, Huma Abedin, married to yeah, Weiner, said, her, yeah. this man is going to be the death of me and probably the death of of Hillary's career and Huma's career as well. but And then she started crying in front of her boss. So we're going to hear that emotional <sighs> story in, in the book. The news media, I didn't realize this, that the news media, the New York Times in particular, comes in for scathing criticism by Hillary for covering the email saga, in her opinion, obsessively, while basically ignoring well, evidence of links between Donald Trump and Russia. So I didn't realize there was going to be kind of a feud. No, between. I didn't know she said that in the book yet, but that's you know so, it's her opinion. Okay. And on Bernie, you mentioned Bernie Sanders. She in the book she disparaged Bernie Sanders as disruptive and hopelessly unrealistic in his proposals, and she criticizes President Barack Obama for urging her not to attack Bernie during the primary. She says, "I felt like I was in a straitjacket." Of course, if it matched her pantsuit, it probably Hi-oh. would be okay. You're here all week. Don't try the veal. Yeah. <laughs> that's Right. Tip your, don't forget the tip of your waitress. She said she made a connection between Obama and what she called her biggest gaffe of the campaign, telling voters in Ohio, we're going to put a lot of coal miners and coal companies out of business. She insisted the line was taken out of context, but said Mr. Obama had fed the narrative of Democratic oh, hostility toward miners. Can you believe it? This incredibly no. stupid thing that she does, basically saying, yippee, we're going to put a bunch of these poor coal miners out of, out of a job, and she blames it on President Obama? You know, it doesn't matter anymore, of course, but it's but it's like, you know, don't do You know, just don't do it. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's too bad you, you lost the election. And I in and, and like I say, I think she would have been a I think she would have been a, a good president. You know, my favorite. But Hil- it didn't happen. My favorite Hillary moment, Ken Jeffries, was uh, I think it was in an earlier book when she said, oh, you know, um, People ask me about my name. Well, I was actually named after Sir Edmund Hillary, who was the first person to conquer Everest. He was the mountain climber. Okay. And so people did a little fact-checking, and they realized, hmm, that's interesting. Now, Hillary was born in 1946. Uh, Sir Edmund Hillary um, climbed Everest in 1953, seven years later. And then they looked further, and they realized Edmund Hillary, before he was knighted sir, in 1946, he was a sheep herder in New Zealand. <laughs> Well, maybe she was. Uh, so maybe her parents somehow admired an unknown sheep herder that in, could, that could, in New You never Zealand. know. Maybe they had, ES, Ab- maybe they had ESPN. I'm well, sorry, I'm or ESPN. Named, I'm, I'm named Royal. I think my parents were a big fan of uh, King Edward. And uh, you know, how, how did you get that name, Royal? <laughs> it, the, that would unfor- make for a whole show. Unfortunately, there's no great story. My father's family had a, a friend in Illinois where my dad grew up, and his name was Royal, and he was a swell guy, and so they named me a swell him. guy. Now, my middle name, of course, Forrest, is. It does have a better. Yeah, people don't know that. Your middle name is Forrest, which is so, very it, interesting. Well, you know, it's it's family name because my uh, grandfather was Forrest Oaks, believe it or not, a farmer in Illinois, and uh, not Forrest just, Gump. I would, no, no, Forrest, I don't think so. So, Forrest, uh, Forrest, it sounds like a cemetery. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you. Oh, she's oh, buried in Forest Oaks. It's and, uh, it's, it's everything. You know. It's it's a motel in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> it's a, it's a convalescent home in Duarte. So I got that going for me. <laughs> So getting back to Hillary, she says, I was running a traditional presidential campaign with carefully thought out policies and painstakingly built coalitions while Trump was running a reality show that expertly and relentlessly stoked Americans' anger and resentment. Now, this gets back to your point. Do Americans really want to hear her whine about why she lost? Is this book going to sell? I can't resist. I want to hear her narrate it. Well, so probably it uh, then, then, then that's why she's doing it. She's, there's money in it, I think, and there's some interest in it, I think, and she'll be booked on the talk shows, I'm sure, and I'm sure she is already or going to be, and uh, that's, that's why. And so in, uh, in the New York Times reporting here, it says, in sorting through the reasons for her defeat, Mrs. Clinton returns over and over to a single explanation, her gender. She says three of her arch enemies during the campaign were unapologetic misogynists. Mr. Trump, Mr. Putin, and Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we somehow, I'm not going to tell you how we did it, we got an advanced copy of her book. I'm going to read a paragraph when we come back on The Royal Oak Show. We'll be back on CRN with The Royal Oak Show. 
you're experiencing pain, back pain, shoulder, elbow, or hand pain, pain from a sports injury? If so, schedule a visit with Dr. Michael Sheps, the leading expert in laser therapy for pain management. Call 310-873-4422 or go to drsheps.com. Experience Epic-T, the breakthrough laser therapy system that Dr. Sheps developed to make you pain-free in less time. Laser therapy is a non-invasive, safe, and effective in-office procedure that penetrates deep into your skin without damaging the tissue. It perfectly targets areas of pain to promote fast, natural healing. Relax your muscles, ease muscle spasms, joint stiffness, and arthritis pain while increasing blood circulation. For over 25 years, Dr. Sheps has helped Olympic athletes and sports enthusiasts alike get back in the game. Schedule your visit with Dr. Sheps at his Brentwood office in California. Call 310-873-4422 or visit drsheps.com. That's D-R-S-H-E-P-S.com, 310-873-4422. If you're eligible for Medicare, you need to know there is money available to you that can lower your Medicare prescription costs. How much can you save? Find out now by making a free call to Health Markets. They'll search from a variety of nationally recognized plans to find you the right coverage at a price that fits it's your budget, and they'll do all this valuable research for you at no charge to you. And remember, you may be able to save money on your prescriptions. We'll tell you if you qualify. Why pay a penny more than you have to for an insurance policy? Let us find you the right plan at the right price and see if you qualify to lower your prescription costs. Put our free service to work for you at no charge. Call Health Markets right now. 800 800-990-0351. 800-990-0351. That's 800-990-0351. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all 50 states and D.C. Service and product availability varies by state. Agents may be compensated based on your enrollment. Experience the romantic getaway you deserve at Maui's premier bed and breakfast, the Plantation Inn. With plantation-style architecture and decor combined with modern amenities such as dual rain showers and whirlpool hot tubs, guests relax in a tranquil oasis in the heart of Maui's historic Lahaina town. The inn is situated conveniently less than two blocks from Lahaina Harbor as well as the famous French Street, known for its range of shops, restaurants, gallery walks, and museums. The Plantation Inn is home to Gerard's Restaurant, voted open tables top most romantic restaurants in North America. Chef Gerard's contemporary island French cuisine consistently earned some of the highest ratings in Hawaii. Come discover why Hawaii magazine readers named the Plantation Inn number one best bed and breakfast in Hawaii. Visit theplantationinn.com or call us at 667-9225. show with our co-host Ken Jeffries. Hello there. And Ken, being the musicologist that he is, I bet you can identify this song that's uh, playing us back uh, on the air here. Stump me again. Oh, this is a pretty popular one. A couple of years ago, it... Is, oh, is it Taylor Swift? No, it's not Taylor Swift. Probably 100 million views on uh, YouTube of this song. Amazing Carly video. Rae Jepsen? Yes, Carly Rae Jepsen. Now call me need. maybe. Call me maybe. Very good. I was going to go up to her one day and say, hey, Carly, maybe. Okay, I called you maybe. Okay, there you go. So we're talking about Hillary Clinton's book. Uh, Ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen, you can go out and buy it on Tuesday. You can download it and listen to it uh, in her own voice. Uh, What Happened is the name of the book. And uh, one of the most interesting parts about it is, uh, remember that weird debate where Trump was kind of walking around behind her like a shark, and Alec Baldwin had so much fun with it on Saturday Night Live, and Mm -hmm. he's creeping up behind her. And so she says in the book, she said, I really considered saying, back up, you creep, get away from me, when he hovered behind her during one of the debates. But she didn't do it. And she should have. She should have. It would have been a good moment. It would have been great. It would have been great. And she should have, you know, again, shoulda, coulda. Maybe the book should have been called shoulda, coulda, woulda. (laughs) Because... uh, that's what this is. You're going to love this. Water. You're going to love this line. She says, uh, "I considered." Uh, she, she said, "You got to give it to Trump. He's hateful, but it's hard to look away from him." You know, kind of like a car wreck where seventeen nuns are killed. Hard to look away. <laughs> <laughs> she says, and in a passage that will sadden her supporters as much as it satisfies mm-hmm. her critics, Mrs. Clinton grappled with her limitations as a candidate and the hatred she generated among Republicans. "Quote: What makes me such a lightning rod for fury?" 
I'm really asking. I'm at a loss. <laughs> so maybe she'll find out in four years again. Maybe she'll. I wouldn't be surprised if she still wants to run. You know what? I'm, I I think you're right, and uh, I. It's a. It'd be a. Uh, it'd be a bad idea, but it would. But I think I think you're right. I think she might try again. She may not be able to she, resist. She may, she may try. Okay, again. now I promise this, folks, and and I'm going to deliver on my promise. It's, you will not believe what you're about to hear. We have an advanced copy. Just this is just a part of one page of her book. Okay, now the background is she was into really scientific algorithms and uh, the, the surveys. Everything was just driven by the analytics, as they called it, and her her campaign. It's kind of like the Dodgers. Exactly. Sure, right. And they're driven by analytics, but uh, for a while. it hasn't worked for them in the last two weeks. So Robbie Mook you know, was the brains that. behind that. He was this young, you know, scientific guy. So here's, here's the excerpt from her book. The night before the Oklahoma rally, I met with my campaign manager, Robbie Mook. Robbie was in charge of the campaign computers, but he was so smart that in many ways he was like a computer. He had had bad news. Oklahomans see you as an aloof New York intellectual, he explained. They'll never vote for someone like that. You need an image they can understand and respect. What if I ate a big hunk of beef on stage, I helpfully suggested. We need to think bigger, said Robbie. I've consulted the algorithm. It told me Oklahomans love cowboys. I liked where this was going. It also told me that what they hate most is cattle rustlers. Robbie, you're a genius, I said. We spent that night crafting my new persona, a persona we believed would win me the election. The next day, I sauntered onto an Oklahoma stage wearing a full cowboy outfit, firing a pair of six shooters in the air. Howdy, I said to the crowd, I'm Sheriff Hillary. I got the biggest applause of my whole career. If there's one thing I hate, I announced, it's varmints. And the worst varmints of all are cattle rustlers. Make me your president and I'll put a bullet between the eyes of every rustler in the state. For emphasis, I bit a chunk out of a hunk of beef. Now, that's the excerpt from Hillary's book. Yeah, that's the... Uh, now, the thing EPI is, I have, to tell, I have to tell the truth, Ken, that's not actually from her book. It's from a, a, a site called Pixelated Boat. It's on Twitter. If you go to Pixelated Boat, uh, you're going to see it's it's a, a comedian. Pixelated who, Boat? B-O-A-T. 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 Yeah, as in floats, you know, it floats his boat. And uh, so people are having fun with her book. They're having fun with the fact that she was obsessed with the analytics and so on. She should have done it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 maybe that would have. At the very least, she should have turned around to Trump seriously during the debate and said, and, and said not back, maybe back off you so-and-so or whatever it is, but... Or just stared at him and said, "Excuse me, do you mind?" Exactly right. Seriously, and 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 that would have, I think, that would have scored her some, you know. But I don't know. I'm not a political uh, analyst. I don't play one on TV. Uh, oh, so. You're absolutely right, though, because the big moments in presidential debates are ones where people uh, do kind of shocking things. I right. mean, a vice presidential debate when Lloyd Benson was going up against uh, against Dan Quayle, the VP for George Bush. I mean, people are still talking you know, about John the fact. Ken- Jack Kennedy. Exactly. They were talking about Quayle's age, and Quayle was saying, well, you know, John Kennedy was the same age I am. And Benson just reamed him. He said, you know, John Kennedy was a friend of mine. I knew John John Kennedy, you're no John Kennedy. Of course, he, it, it wasn't enough for for uh, him and Dukakis to. Was it Dukakis, right? Was the top of the ticket? Huh? Well, d- to actu- win the election. Yeah, a- actually, in in that case, yeah, Dukakis. Uh, of course, he had his own moments. Yes, you know, did. he was asked, "What would happen if your wife Kitty were raped and murdered? Right. Then would you support capital punishment?" And I was there at the at the debate at Pauley Pavilion uh, uh, the, that night. He was so clinical, and he was so cold, and I he said, well, I, TV, yeah. Yeah, I, still, I still wouldn't support capital punishment, you know, for all the technical reasons. So, so, and people, again, still cite that decades later as being such a bloodless response. Hey, folks, we're going to talk about the Manson Parole case. Stay with us on the Royal Oak Show. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. CRN listeners, when you come to Southern California, stop by a great restaurant, the Dresden Restaurant at 1760 North Vermont Avenue in Hollywood. Enjoy great entertainment, like the music of the legendary Marty and Elaine at the world-famous Dresden Restaurant. The Dresden was a location for the making of the movie Swingers. Now you can swing with stars Marty and Elaine. Plus, enjoy great food, too, like French onion soup, artichoke hearts, and many other great appetizers. Seafood? There's salmon, shrimp scampi, New Zealand orange roughy, halibut, Lake Superior whitefish, and specialties like veal marsala piccata and parmigiana. Plus, we've got a great roast rack of lamb, chicken piccata, and cordon bleu, and pasta dishes, too. Steaks? Filet. New York. Chateaubriand for two. Much more, too, including pork chops, prime rib of beef, and an incredibly extra large cut of prime rib. 
It's the Dresden Restaurant, open for lunch Monday through Saturday and dinner Monday through Sunday. Check us out at 1760 North Vermont Avenue or call 323-665-4294. Mortgage rates are at all-time lows. If you have not refinanced your current mortgage in the last few years, you could be losing thousands of dollars a year by paying too high of an APR. And the place to call is LendingTree to find out how low you can go. We can match you with lenders offering some of the lowest rates APRs available. Some APRs are lower than 3%. Imagine how much money you can save every month if your current mortgage is at 6% or higher. And all it takes is one free call to LendingTree to match you with a lender who may be able to lower your current home mortgage rate. Learn how to potentially save thousands by refinancing your current mortgage. Call LendingTree right now. NMLS 1136. 800-628-5067. 800-628-5067. 800-628-5067. That's 800-628-5067. Take a look inside your personal mirror. Are you living your most amazing life possible? Are you feeling stuck, miserable, or unsure? You don't have to settle. Nothing is more important than your life. It's yours. You only have one, and you deserve to make the most of it. Help is just a phone call away. You now have your own personal, psychic, intuitive life coach. Got a question on your financial situation, your job, having a love or relationship issue you need help with? Do you want to explore your destiny and life path? Our gifted, intuitive, psychic coaches can identify root issues, access your key problems, and formulate a plan to help you move confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live an amazing life. Now, everyone needs someone to talk to. Call the Psychic Life Helpline today. 800-659-1091-800-659-1091-800-659-1091. That's 800-659-1091. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-785-9618. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you for calling, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to many exciting locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now, 1-800-785-9618. Donating is easy and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher. Call now, 1-800-785-9618. That's 1-800-785-9618. Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show. Our co-host, Ken Jeffries, a former disc jockey. Uh, this shouldn't be too tough for you, know you to what? guess this one. I, I, I used to play the song. I, I'm, I'm trying it. to imagine. Give me just a little more time. Yeah. But then it, I like to, I go, that's near the end. Now that's I'm trying to remember end. who did it. See, that's the challenge. See, you, this is a two-parter. I, I was going to say, and I don't know. The only thing I, I have can to, think of is the Friends of Distinction. No, and I'm wrong, I, and I know I'm wrong. I have to say, you know, we gave you a little advantage because the very first words out of the lead singer's uh, mouth. The title were, of the song. Yeah, the title of the song. Give me just a little more time. Uh, is, is it a single? Is it a wait a minute? Is okay. a uh, I know we only have another just less than a half hour. Here, <laughs> I don't want to waste all the time on it. <laughs> it's it, is it what t- is it a guy or a group? That it's a group. It's the, a group. Uh, well, uh, it's, it could be the Spinners. It's certainly it's not the Temptations, not the Four Tops. It's, it's not, not the not Weavers. About, it's not the Weavers. It's not the Weavers. No, it's not the Mills Brothers. Uh, <laughs> not the Ink yeah. Spots. Uh, uh, Jose is trying to give you what, what a hint. He's pointing at uh, this this object we're sitting in. It's the chair. Oh, the chairman of the board. Chairman of the board. The chairman exactly of the board. Thank right. you, Jose. That, with hardly any right. help at all. The chairman of the board. So we're talking. Uh, speaking, oh, Frank Sinatra, though. Wasn't he the chairman of the board? Exactly. Never mind. That's speaking of the story. 60s and okay. 70s, we want to talk about uh, the Charles Manson parole case. And, you know, Ken, we can maybe just uh, recap <laughs> for a few people who perhaps didn't live through uh, the 60s. Charles Manson, you know, everybody has heard, you know, Weird, crazy, a murderer, he's still in prison. 
Uh, this guy was so nuts. He actually operated very close to where we are. We're here in the San Fernando Valley. He went to a place called the Spawn Ranch yeah, in, in Chatsworth. Just a few miles, a yeah. few miles away from Exactly. Here, and studio. so what this guy and his followers did, and he was this charismatic, weird, you know, Sven, Svengali kind of guy. He had all these women around him, and guys too. And the, an old man named Spawn owned the ranch, and he was nearly blind. They plied him with women and drugs, and basically they were able to have the run of his ranch. And, and Charles Manson used it as a base for his craziness. He, he heard about this concept of Helter Skelter, Beatles song, and he thought there was going to be a race war. Right. And he thought that the blacks were going to kill the whites and vice versa, and Charlie and his group were going to go out into an underground hole in Death Valley and emerge after everybody killed each other, and they would be the leaders. And so to start the race war, he sent his crazy followers out to kill people. One night, he sent his followers out to the home of Doris Day's son. He thought it was Doris Day's Terry son. Terry Melcher, I think, was Exactly. Name, right? So Melcher had moved out of the home, which Charlie didn't know. But he said, go to 1313 Mockingbird Lane, whatever that, that uh, address was. Right. And Tex Watson and some other people went, and they stabbed Sharon Tate, pregnant to death. They stabbed the, the Folger heiress and Sebring and these other folks. Right. The next night, he sent a different killing crew, Leslie Van Houten and some others, to Los Filos, Los Filas, where uh, Leno and Rosemary LaBianca right. lived. And so these people invade the home, tie them up, stab them. Leslie Van Houten, age 19, she'd been a, 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 a beauty queen, a homecoming queen, a prom queen, and so on. And she turned into this killer. She admitted stabbing uh, the LaBiancas 14 times. And so they were sentenced to death, but the California Supreme Court said, oh, no, we're going we're gonna, to uh, cancel out this, uh, the death penalty. And as a result, it got changed to life in prison. So what happens is she's gone in for parole 21 times. Every few years over the last 48 years, she's gone in for parole. Every time she gets turned down, except last year, the board said, okay, we'll finally let you out. But Governor Brown, as you know, I'm sure you reported this on yes, KBC. Yeah, we did. He said, uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to let her out after all. I, I don't have an explanation as to how she went from homecoming queen to ruthless killer. I think she's a danger to society. You know, she admitted stabbing this woman 14 times. Does she really deserve to walk the streets? And so Brown said no. Well, now, a year later, just the other day, this week, uh, the parole board once again says, well, we think she ought to be let out. And one of the things, Ken Jeffries, that they may have relied on is there was a witness who said, well, Leslie was threatened. She thought she'd be killed if she left the cult. And, you know, I'm prepared to believe that. Of course, they could have and should have raised it at the trial. To raise it 50 years later as an excuse yeah, uh, that, seems it, a little yeah, strange. A little so now the question is, is it going to be enough for the governor? You think the governor is going to no. say, well, not last year, but but this year I'll let her out? No. Yeah, I don't think he is either. No, I don't. I don't. There's no... There's no reason to. I mean, uh, it, and then all of a sudden, you know, Tex Watson, is he still around? You know, some of the others might say, you know, hey, let us out. And, uh, yeah, and it's, it, so, it's, it's not so gonna, unfair no, to the families so. of the victims. They have to troop up to, you know, Corcoran Street Prison or wherever these hearings are held every few years and relive the whole thing and go through all, all of the vilification. I'm sure they get threats from the crazy people who follow Charlie Manson. Uh, but, you know, what they're saying is uh, another thing that's in her favor now is And, of course, Manson's still alive, so, it's uh, you know, that's another crazy thing. He's still in Corcoran State Prison. I don't know if you heard the story about what happened uh, when Phil Spector uh, reported to Corcoran State Prison several years ago. Because you remember Phil Spector was waving his gun around uh, uh, when he was drunk in his uh, mansion in Alhambra, and he had uh, taken the, the greeter from House of Blues, uh, Lana Clarkson, Lana Clark's, right. to his home, and uh, allegedly he'd been getting drunk and waving guns at women and kind of threatening them right. for years. And five such women testified at his trial. It actually took two trials to convict him. The first one was hung. Uh, Judge Fiddler televised all both trials wall-to-wall. Wasn't any kind of O.J. circus. It worked great. Uh, so anyway, uh, what happened with respect to Phil Spector is that uh, he is convicted and he's sent to Corcoran State. And you may remember, you maybe you reported on this too, because he had the big bucks, he could pay for security to have him bust down to Toluca Lake to have dental work done by his dentist, who was in Toluca Lake and was not about to go up to Corcoran State Prison. But the punchline of the story is that the very first day that, uh, that Phil Spector reports to prison, he uh, there's a knock on his cell, and the guard hands him a note. And he says, the note's from Mr. Manson. 
And the note says, oh, uh, gee, uh, Mr. Spector, I am such a fan of yours. You know, I'm kind of a musician myself. Right. You know, that's Charlie Manson fashioned himself a musician. I would love to get together and talk about music. Now, how would that be for your first day in prison to get a personalized note from Charles Manson? I'd like to be a bug on the wall with a, with a conversation of what that would be. We should broadcast that thing, you know, just for... Uh, yeah, but it's pretty weird. Yeah, and by the way, there is a connection between the two of them, two of the Beach Boys. If I remember correctly, uh, there I, did he know somebody with the Beach Boys, Manson? And then, of course, Phil Spector produced some Beach Boys records. The story I heard is that Brian Wilson picked Charles Manson up hitchhiking in the San Fernando Valley, and they started to talk. Manson wormed his way into a couple of parties. Yeah, That's how he met Doris Day's son. Terry Melcher, that's how he grew to dislike Melcher, which came to his uh, decision to, to have him killed. Uh, so you know, life is pretty weird. My question, though, Ken Jeffries, is, is there concierge service at Corcoran State Prison? How is it that you can just hand a note? My good man, hand this note <laughs> to Phil Spector, please. I'd like to get together with Phil. Maybe we can talk a little music. Very weird. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we're going to talk about DACA and Baca. The Dreamers story was huge in the news today and this week. This is Royal Oaks. Stay with us. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oaks Show. Aloha. Experience your home away from home being beachfront at the Kanapali Beach Hotel. Begin your getaway, relaxing on over 11 acres of tropical Hawaiian gardens at Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel. Voted Best Aloha Spirit by Hawaii Magazine readers. Just walking around the grounds with all the tropical vegetation, relaxing poolside, or kicking back in the sun on the world-renowned Kanapali Beach makes you feel like you're home in paradise. There's a package to fit all your needs. Wedding, honeymoon, activities, private parties, great food, or just good old beach fun. The hotel perpetuates the Hawaiian tradition at its best. Call 661-0011 or visit kbhmaui.com. Credit cards are sure fun to use, perhaps a little addicting, and they kind of make you feel rich. Well, if you're like most Americans, you've got over five maxed out credit cards in your pocket right now, and you can barely make the minimum payments, right? I'd like to personally recommend a company called DebtHelper.com. DebtHelper.com is a licensed and insured nonprofit debt management agency. They can help cut your interest rates by as much as 50% and lower your monthly payments, saving you thousands of dollars in finance charges on your credit card bills. DebtHelper.com does not lend money. DebtHelper's program could have you paying off your credit card debt in full in a three to five year period. Call DebtHelper.com right now for your free confidential consultation today. 866 866-706-3328. 866-706-3328. show with ken jeffries yeah. and uh, you know it's yeah. just not fair we we play these songs we ask you to guess and, and we actually include some crucial uh, you know yeah, next lyrics time, next or, time or, play the, th- don't play the song title in the time you know, hey, in the song, hey, you know. Hey, engineer jose is running the board here you know it's not girl okay so you're gonna guess that the name of the song is yeah i know, I know who i know who did it too it's uh donna fargo donna fargo and exactly and, right. tell you, and happiest good, girl in the whole usa and the reason why i know that is real quick i used to work in thousand oaks in Thousand Oaks, there was a woman there who was a pioneer of the city. Her name was Donna Fargo. Mm, really? Unrelated to Unrelated. the singer. Oh, well, that's weird. She, so she called herself, because, and the, hit, the song was a hit around the same time. So what we did was we called her uh, Donna Conejo Fargo in honor of you know, the Conejo Valley, which oh, is where nice. Thousand Oaks is and all of that. I worked at KGOE in Thousand Oaks, which, a station that does not exist anymore because... The land was more valuable than the towers, as it turned out. Well, That's what happens with AM radio when they bulldoze the towers. So and, you had an unfair advantage on that, on that little uh, so tri- sorry. trivia question. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. the, so the Dreamers uh, okay. story was huge uh, this week, Ken, and I know you reported on it uh, for KBC. And a lot of people are scratching their head. They're wondering, what's going on? You've got Trump. 
Mr. Hardliner on immigration. We're going to build the wall, and Mexico's going to pay for it, and we're going to get rid of this uh, Dreamer DACA program. And to give people the background, it was so weird. President Obama, for several years, gave many speeches apologizing to his hardline supporters, uh, Democrats, progressives on the immigration angle, saying to them, you folks have to understand how this government works. I can't make immigration policy. Congress does that. I'm trying to talk sense to Congress. And after doing this for a couple of years, he finally says in 2012, you know what? I'm kind of tired of the Congress doing nothing. I'm going to enact a regulation. I'm going to create the policy. And the policy is going to be if kids are dragged to this country and they're under 18 and it wasn't their idea, then doggone it, they're going to be allowed as long as they go to school and they get a degree or they're in the military and they you know, stay out of trouble and so on, then they can stay and get renewable two-year periods. Well, a lot of folks didn't like that either for the the procedural reason that, hey, that's a legislative job, it's executive overreach, or on the substantive side, a lot of hardliners said, you know what, these folks are illegal. Yeah, they're kids, but the parents were illegal. So now Trump comes along and he gets rid of the program, but it was weird, wasn't it, for him to say, right. I want Congress to, to look into it and fix it, and I will revisit it in six months. Did that make sense Yeah, this is you? what you and I discussed this on KABC, uh, for those of you who listen to that radio station. And, and I think what you were saying was, how can he revisit it if it's, you know, he's accusing Obama of, of overreach. Exactly. And, and this would be the, and would this be the same thing if he revisited it and decided to reinstate it or something like that? That's right. And so it doesn't really make sense for Trump to be threatening to revisit it as if he'll have, well, maybe a modified version of the executive overreach that he's been objecting to for a long time. But a lot of people think that, you know, maybe the Democrats and the Republicans will start compromising, reaching across the aisle. There was a conservative group in the U.S. Senate a few weeks ago before this decision came out from from the president where they were going to kind of tighten it up but still have a dreamer program of sorts to recognize the fact that these were children and yeah some of them are getting up into their 30s because they, they you know they're extending and renewing right. the, the privilege but i think there's room for compromise but it, you know the success of the democrats in going after trump in the courts starting with the travel ban lawsuits right. in january it, it has not been lost on the democrats because immediately We've already seen a couple of lawsuits, including one by UC President uh, Napolitano, filed just yesterday That's right. a federal court lawsuit in United States District Court for the Northern District of California up in San Francisco, challenging the right of the president to get rid of the Dreamer program. And it's kind of weird. They're saying that, you know, they violated the administrative procedures that are required and, and people have due process requirements. I think that this is doomed, this lawsuit. I mean, it's possible they'll have a receptive judge in the Northern District and, of course, the Ninth Circuit. A lot of people are critical of it. They say, you know, it's a little too progressive. So maybe that that this lawsuit will get lucky, but I don't think it's going to succeed because essentially what Trump is saying is, okay, Obama implemented a regulation. I'm undoing it. And I think the president has unfettered right to do that. Uh, but, you know, some people, some lawyers on the other side are saying, you know, it was too abrupt. It denied people uh, their, their due process rights. It, it might, that, and that they could find, I guess, a sympathetic judge that might agree with that, but uh, don't know yet. And, and so it throws a lot of people, you know, like with the transgender ban in the military, it throws a, a lot of stuff up in the air. You know, if you're a transgender in the military, and uh, what do you do? I mean, are you out? Are you in? What, what's, what's going on? And the other thing is regarding DACA is, and I thought, I don't know if you, maybe you thought of it too, and you probably have. Why is it so hard to become a, a U.S. citizen? This, this is the basic, uh, the, the premise of all the DACA and, and all these other things. Is it that difficult to become, maybe it is, and I, and I just don't know because I was born in this country like, like you were, and we don't have to like worry about it. But well, there are hoops to, uh, to be jumped through. But how, how bad are these hoops that it's? That we have to inform, have things like DACA and, and, and all of that, and people you know sneak across the border and, and are illegal in the first place. Well, and, I think, and, and that's one of the happen? subjects of uh, the compromise the Senate might come up with. Hey, there's DACA, and then there's BACA. Uh, you and I have <laughs> talked about uh, the BACA story a lot, uh, Sheriff Daca, of Baca. Los Angeles County. A lot of people say, hey, the guy's got Alzheimer's. You know, he's, he's on appeal. Why put him in prison during his appeal? And yet uh, the federal court judge has said, no, I don't think you've raised serious issues. 
I think that you should just stay, you should go to jail. And yet the Ninth Circuit, we're, we're told uh, by the L.A. Times reporting just yesterday, they've said, yeah, uh, the Ninth Circuit is sitting on the question of whether he, he stays out on, on appeal. So uh, we're going to have to see. He may be out for months and months. You never know. Well, yeah, I, I think the bottom line is a lot of people are wondering, you know, is it really fair? I mean, this guy, his mind is going. The, the Alzheimer's is, is really creeping up on him. And maybe they're trying to stretch it out. Maybe his attorneys are trying to do just and that. And that's what the federal judge is suspicious of. All right, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we're going to talk about the worst tender date ever. And also, they're going topless in Berkeley. It's going to be legal. This is the Royal Oak Show. Stay with us. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. CRN listeners, when you come to Southern California, stop by a great restaurant, the Dresden Restaurant at 1760 North Vermont Avenue in Hollywood. Enjoy great entertainment, like the music of the legendary Marty and Elaine at the world-famous Dresden Restaurant. The Dresden was a location for the making of the movie Swingers. Now you can swing with stars Marty and Elaine. Plus, enjoy great food, too, like French onion soup, artichoke hearts, and many other great appetizers. Seafood? There's salmon, shrimp scampi, New Zealand orange roughy, halibut, Lake Superior whitefish, and specialties like veal marsala piccata and parmigiana. Plus, we've got a great roast rack of lamb, chicken piccata, and cordon bleu, and pasta dishes, too. Steaks? Filet. New York. Chateaubriand for two. Much more, too, including pork chops, prime rib of beef, and an incredibly extra large cut of prime rib. It's the Dresden Restaurant, open for lunch Monday through Saturday and dinner Monday through Sunday. Check us out at 1760 North Vermont Avenue or call 323-665-4294. Hi, everyone. This is Fred Dreyer with a big announcement. My new movie, Highway 395, has just been released. Don't miss this classic modern-day western set along Highway 395 in California. It's an action thriller with some romance, too. You can own Highway 395 today by going to my brand-new website, fredryer.co. That's fredryer.co. Get my new movie, Highway 395, and check out my new website, fredryer.co. Do you want to fly somewhere, anywhere in the world? Smart travelers call MyFlightSearch.com for the best deals on flight tickets. Going to Manila, Bangkok, London, how about Singapore? Call MyFlightSearch.com for the lowest flight tickets available. What about a local vacation? Let's say you want to fly to Vegas, Orlando, Miami, Los Angeles, or Denver. Pick up the phone and call MyFlightSearch.com right now. We have exclusive deals that you can't find anywhere else. The only way you can get these low airline prices is by calling us. We have so many low prices available, we can't possibly tell them to you right here and now. If you're flying somewhere anytime in the next six months and you you want the lowest airline ticket prices anywhere. You owe it to yourself to save a ton of money. So pick up your cell phone and call MyFlightSearch.com right now. Call 800-445-3166. 800-445-3166. That's 800-445-3166. Call now. 800-445-3166. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-785-9618. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats, whether they run or not. Call right now and receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-785-9618. Donate your car today. That's 1-800-785-9618. Ken Jeffries, musicologist, former radio disc jockey. Once again, we're being real nice to you here, uh, Ken. Uh, first question: Do you know the name yeah. of this song? Uh, I got my mind. Yeah, I think it's. I know who it is. I know who did it. But it's George Harrison. There and, you uh, go. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's. I, I think it's. I got my mind set on you. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he he had some really good songs. I mean, when those guys broke up. It's kind of like Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. I mean, they freed them both to have all these wonderful creative outlets. Lady. That, no, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> 
But so in in that way, it's terrible to lose the group. But uh, George Harrison was amazing. Apparently, I'm no expert on this, but he said people said he was one of the most amazing guitarists on the planet. Yeah, he was. And uh, he was good friends, I understand, with Eric Clapton. I think they didn't they they share the same wife. They had the same wife or something. Not at the same time. No, not not be right. I think he married. He marry his ex-wife or some crazy thing, and then anyway, perhaps. But George Harrison was he was he invented the rock concert for a cause with a concert for oh, Bangladesh back in 1971. I didn't know that. Yes, and at Madison Square Garden, and he goes and he says, and, he, and, he, and I can't imitate George, but he says, "Here's a friend of mine, I'd like to invite him on stage, Bob Zimmerman." And plays went nuts because yeah. it was Bob Dylan. You know? Oh, and, who, and during that concert, well, we don't have a lot of time here, but it was Leon Russell and uh, Billy Preston and uh, all those guys. Well, let's move from Madison Square yeah. Garden uh, to Berkeley, California, shall we? Yeah. We're up it. at Berkeley, and they're very progressive. And uh, I, I, want, I want your sort of political philosophy on this, Ken Jeffries. <clears throat> Berkeley City Council is amending its nudity laws to let women go topless in public. It's an equal rights issue. Uh, women up there are saying, hey, guys can walk around Berkeley with no shirt on. Why shouldn't women? It's just not right. Now, an interesting item in the story, I didn't realize it, it said prior to 94, it was legal for anybody to roam the streets of Berkeley in the Buffalo. They really? had no public nudity laws. I, I didn't realize that you know each city could do that, although I've heard parts of San Francisco have legalized nudity. Uh, you know, they they come and they go. They, the city council says, you know, this quadrant of the city is closed free if you want. So I guess... Do it, they have signs up? They, this is a nudist zone yes, or something? I guess so. I, I never heard of that. All right. So a lot of women are raising the question. It's about gender uh, equality, gender nudity laws. So if you were king... Uh, Ken Jeffries, would you wave? The, by the way, it's going to be the king. Yeah, would Mel you Brooke. wave your wand and uh, wave something and allow mind. everybody to uh, walk wait, around wait. in the buffo? Uh, no, I just no. Yeah, what are you, yeah, some just, kind of prude? Yeah, keep your clothes on. I don't know. <laughs> but don't, I don't you think there is it. an equal rights issue? Why should gals have to cover up uh, when the guys can walk around just like they're in Chippendales, huh? Because as Walter Cronkite used to say, that's the way it is. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting conservative in my old age. Well, the, now, this proposed change, by the way, uh, up at Berkeley, applies only to public streets. <laughs> Private businesses could still refuse Do service to want. people not wearing shirts. So it would be a little awkward, I guess. You're walking down the street in Berkeley. You're totally nude. And uh, you will go into Starbucks, but you have to have a backpack in which you have a pair of shorts and a shirt because you can't get your latte. Yeah, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Exactly right. right. No clothes, no, no service. No clothes, no nothing. Yeah, so I guess they aren't <laughs> talking about total nudity, but they are talking about toplessness. So if the, if the city council makes this change, then a gal walking down uh, Telegraph Avenue in Berkeley... She telegraphing wants, a lot. Man. Yes, if she wants to get into uh, uh, the Starbucks to mm. get her latte, she's going to have to have a shirt. That's going to be a little weird, isn't it? Yeah, no cover charge. <laughs> no cover, no minimum, right? Exactly right. Well, I think it's going to be fascinating to see if they make the change. Do we have time for the Tinder date? I don't know if we You can. know what? Ladies and gentlemen, we we're going to have to wait till next week wait uh, to, yeah. to let you know about the worst date ever. It'll be a nice incentive for folks to uh, visit the Royal Oak Show next week because this worst t- Tinder date ever, you're not going to believe it. We had to go all the way to England to, to get this. We also uh, didn't get t- time to go to the uh, Oregon court ruling about what a judge did about dogs that incessantly barked year after year. We're going to get to that next next week week as well. You're not going to believe what this judge did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Go to RoyalOaks.com or CRNTalk.com. Ken Jeffries, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Enjoying all your favorite CRN programming is easier than ever. It's right on your TV, through your local cable provider, and on the web at crntalk.com. But when you're on the move, stuck in a plane, train, or in your car, catch up on all the shows you missed. Or listen live to your favorites. Download our CRN app from your iPhone, iPad, Android, or BlackBerry. Just search for CRN Digital Talk Radio. Or search for your favorite CRN shows on apps like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, AHA Radio, Utunes, and Nobex. Now you have access to all of our great shows anywhere in the world and the ability to be part of them by calling our toll-free studio line at 800-336-2225. For more information on where and how to listen, log on to crntalk.com and create your own listening experience today.